Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Today, we're going to talk about Elden Ring. Part two. There will be spoilers. Basically, yes. I mean, like, <laughs> there, there will be spoilers for all of the bits of the game we have played. Though I think that is not that much. So unless you want to go in completely blind, you may not be very spoiled after listening to this. So where have we got to? Let's start there. Super high level then. Last episode, I had actually finished Stormvale Castle. And this episode, I have actually finished Rhea Lucaria. So I am now two major bosses into the game. Okay. And then I have played 48 hours. So I have played another 24 hours since the first step and i am now level 51 so i was stuck exploring liam grave i think at some point i started procrastinating on starting in stormvale castle but i'm in there now and i've discovered the fog gate for the boss but that's where i'm at i have played 26 hours so that's another 12 hours for me, not as much. I'm now level 30. So we're playing about the same amount each session, each episode. It's just that the amount I play is double yours. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. So let's talk about what we've... Just some highlights, some moments. But even before that, I want to start with a question. Okay. How do you play Elden Ring? How would you describe your relationship or your... I don't want to say play style, but it's not... Here's what I really want to ask. Do you soak in the dialogue? Do you listen to it? Or are you playing it like Destiny and you're trying to... Skip, 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 skip. skip. No, yeah. no. I, I listen to the dialogue. I listen to the delivery of every line. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to extract every precious nugget of lore from it. Except that I forget it after five seconds and there's no journal. So then I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on anyway, but I'm trying. But you, you have a good memory. I think you're someone who takes it all in and you record, you, your, your ability to recall stuff is quite good. It was quite good. I think my brain is quite full these days. I guess you're playing it 
to avoid sleep as you know, I'm joking. I don't know if that's really the case. <laughs> to avoid sleep. Well, yeah, you're right. This basically I I mean this is this is like pre-chat stuff, but I I'm back in the UK and I was back in the UK to take care of my mother after she had surgery. And I have been cooking and cleaning during the day and then like 11 p.m. when everyone else has gone to bed i've been playing the game until like two or three in the morning so yeah my my brain is not always in the best state when i've been playing <laughs> yeah i've been there I've, I've i've witnessed it firsthand we talk about like taking in all the dialogue there are a high percentage of british accents which i love i find it really comforting are they british accents maybe i don't you know what i i have to admit i didn't really make note of any particular you know what i love an accent right i'm often commenting about this person's got a terrible accent and none of the accents really have stuck in my head which i guess means they're all quite good yeah they're all quite good there's no there's no terrible faux asian accent that i've encountered so far they're the ones that actually really get me well let's move on from accents (laughs) <laughs> okay because you know it's too wait there's one more there's because there's the character who i think is john snow i actually checked i don't think it is actually kit harrington you've met this guy right do you know who i'm talking about there's a character who i'm just like is this john snow i know george R. R. martin contributed to the plot but he didn't <laughs> just put john snow in this game what's the name of the character it's like dialos or something he's in the round table hold oh yeah yeah i know i know yeah, he just, looks like, John, yeah. He just looks like John. He just looks like John Snow. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure he sounds that much like John Snow. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I just wanted, I just thought we should talk about memorable moments in general because I was just trying to think how we're going to structure this app, right? Because like last time we had a whole "What is Elden Ring?" and then our playthrough and everything. It's like, what, what do you do for the middle app or middle two apps? Let's see how this goes. Just, I was just looking at the video to see if you made a face when I said that. No, this works. Sort of further observations further well the, these are just the the things that happened in the game that i thought were fun and worthy of <laughs> worthy of mentioning because like something you know that's really not clear to me is like how big is the game because i know it's huge but is it a huge or is it huge you know because breath of the wild which is the thing we've been comparing it to a lot that has a world map and you know like the you know the dimensions of it from the start right like you can see oh i've walked here and then you can zoom all the way out and see oh that's just a tiny portion of the whole map but in this the map is like google maps right it's like made up of tiles and you can only zoom out until it encompasses everywhere you've been so I don't know whether the map is like double the size of what I've got so far or like 10 times the size of what I've got so far or like a hundred times the size of what I've got so far. You know, like I know it's big, but I don't know how much bigger it is. And then there's an underground. So I was just exploring and I found this lift and it went down really far and then it revealed another layer to the map. So then I could toggle the map between like above ground and underground. So that was crazy and surprising as well. 
you know, like, is the map, like, literally double the size? Because there's a whole other level underneath the surface, too. Though I don't think it's quite that extreme. Like, I, I think... I think there are little pockets that you access by these lifts, but I don't think there's an entire connected underground. That's what you think. <laughs> do, you, do you know more? Or? No, I don't. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, like what the, the lift I took, I definitely explored everywhere I could and could go no further, but there's more to the underground. I just can't get to it. Like, you know, there's, there's cliffs that I can't climb up but there's something on there's something on the top of the cliff i just can't get there so there must be another lift that goes there or i can see across this big chasm you know like a temple of some sort and again i can't get there but i know i i know i will get there at some point because i have a mission to go there a quest if you will it's interesting that you mentioned the zelda map because one cool thing which would have been good for elden ring is having something that tracked where i'd been yeah, they have that. I know that's in the DLC for Zelda, for Breath of the Wild, isn't there? It actually like literally shows you how you've walked around the world. Yeah, it's also in the main game, right? Is it? Oh, okay. It must have been yeah. added in the DLC patch then, because it wasn't in the game at launch. Okay. Another okay. Another general observation for me. I feel like I'm probably always doing things out of order. Like, I feel like I'm often just going places underleveled and then just powering through anyway. I think you're not doing this right because you've got, you're looking at the wiki and you're only going to places once you hit the recommended level. Is that 100%, right? 100% because I don't want to have a hard time. Now, I can't tell what your mentality is. Are you doing this to prove a point to yourself? Or are you just stubborn? Or this is how you like to play? I think. It's a bit of all of those because, <laughs> you know, it started out last time with Stormvale Castle and me going there when I was like level 12 or something and just being like, oh, I guess I should just keep powering through. And then and then realizing that, wait, most people are not here at base level, but then thinking like, no, I'm, I can do this, you know, and then after I've done that, now I feel like I have a. Well, in a way, I've kind of proven a point, but at the same time, it's like, well, I've done it once. I can do it again. I don't know. But yeah, I just I just feel like I keep encountering enemies and then like, you know, in the world, just like as a regular enemy. It's like, wow, that looks cool. And then later on, I encounter that same enemy as a boss. And I'm like, oh, was I meant to meet the boss version first? Because, you know... You know, like there's that trope in games, right? Where there's a boss and then later on in the game, the boss becomes a regular enemy, except that I'm getting it backwards. I'm meeting like it as a regular enemy. And then later on, I meet it as a boss. I'm like, oh, I thought you were a regular enemy. <laughs> Smack, you know. So examples of this. There is an ulcerated tree spirit in the basement of Stormvale Castle. And I met a boss version of it under the... Well, at the very start of the game, I don't know if you remember this, right? At the very start of the game, there's like a barrier and you can use the, you know, the um, is this stone sword key. That's what they call it, isn't it? To lower the barrier. And down there, there is a boss version of an ulcerated tree spirit. And then similarly, there's like a red wolf. The red wolf is so cool. Because, you know, you get those regular wolves. You know, yeah. Actually, you get the regular wolves and you get the big wolves. And then this was a really big wolf that was red and it casts magic from its mouth. So it's like 
jumping around and it opens its mouth and like loads of swords shoot out of it. So, what I like about Elden Ring, I still have questions. You may know the answers to them. So for instance, I've seen what I can only describe as walking monuments that are shaped like a tortoise. With a castle on its back. Yes. Yes. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I've I've seen them too. I, I've I've seen them in like different places. I've encountered one that was just walking around, and I've encountered one that had a giant bell on it as well, in a different place. But the one with the bell was surrounded by enemies, so I didn't go very close to it. I do like the mystery. It's very interesting. That's the thing, you know, this game treats you like a grown-up, right? It's not like, you didn't you didn't see the giant tortoise and a tutorial popped up and said, this is how you deal with castle tortoise. You know, it was like, here's a thing. Is it important? I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. You don't know if it's important or not. It's occupying space in your brain. I think once you know how the game works and all the mystery is gone the game is probably much more straightforward than we realise. Or mechanically, you just know, I need this, so therefore I should do this. But right now, we don't really know any of that. Like, I think there's loads of stuff as well that I've been doing, and it's just kind of by accident. Because, you know, like, we talked about the Ashes of War last time, and like, you can change the Ashes of War, and you can change, you know, the the way the weapon scales and all of that. I think that might be because of an item I found, I realise now. Because I found another one, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this, was that because I found this special item? Because I had, um, I found a whetstone or something, and now I found a magic whetstone. So maybe I could only do all this stuff with the Ashes of War because I'd found this item. That sounds plausible. Yeah, but because I just found the item and didn't realise it was important, I just thought that was just part of the game. I didn't, because I'd never tried doing it before I got the item, if you see what I mean. People don't like having progress guarded by you know items so if you don't have the item you just don't get it which people don't like but i think it's neat yeah because i i think i found the first whetstone somewhere in stormbell castle thinking about it but i'm i'm actually not sure it's entirely possible i just found it like in the starter area or something instead i don't know other cool things in the world you mentioned the tortoises have you encountered like a supply caravan so there's like two trolls pulling a wagon and loads of guards all around it like walking in a big formation i think so yeah and you're like what is in that wagon no i I'm want more, it <laughs> i'm usually not this way not oh. this way <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just ran in and started stabbing. <laughs> I robbed the wagon. <laughs> and yeah, so the first time I did this, I got a really cool sword. Because, you know, I last time, in fact, and I'm still doing this, I was cosplaying as Agria. So I wanted, you know, sword magic. And I got a carrion knight sword. So it's a cool long sword that has glintstone embedded in the blade. And... Its weapon art is called Carian Grandeur, and it basically, you hold the sword above your head, and like, a giant 
blue spectral blade like comes out of the sword and then you can charge up like three times and the blade just keeps getting bigger and then you slam down this like massive glowing blue sword on the ground and just like destroy whatever it hits so it was really cool i'm not using it because it's just like totally impractical because <laughs> after i got it i was like this is so cool i'm definitely going to use this weapon and then you know like you hold the sword above your head and you charge it up and then just something hits you and you get staggered and you then you try again and you get hit and you get staggered and it's like okay i can't actually ever seem to get you know pull off this move so i'm sure if i persevered with it i would get the feel for it but it was just easier to go back to the rapier Oh man, I mean, you know what, half the other, like, most of the rest of my memorable moments are just ways I died horribly, <laughs> like, unexpectedly died horribly, because, like, I don't know if I should say these, because, you know, maybe these, maybe these are spoilers, <laughs> right, but there was a bit where I was fighting these bats, and I then saw a raised like you like a stage at the end of like this long flat area and on the stage was a woman kneeling and she was singing and i was like wow this is odd and i walked up to the woman and then i realized i could target her so i was like so this is an enemy and then I took another step forward and four bats just like converged on me because they'd been hanging from the ceiling and I'd been too busy looking at this woman on the stage. So I didn't notice the bats. And then while the bats were then like clawing me to death, <laughs> the woman stood up and threw open her cloak. And I realized that that's not a woman. That's another giant bat. And then the woman bat like lunged straight at my face and grabbed me and killed me in one hit. Were you playing online? Where were the messages? Where was the help? You know, you're right. I was playing online and there were no messages. There weren't even that many bloodstains. I was clearly the only person to fall for this trap. Like everyone else was like, this woman on the stage is clearly not a woman. I'm not falling for that. And instead I was just like, oh, she's singing. I'm going to go and take a closer look. This is too creepy. I'm noping right out. But no, Mike is like, I'm embracing this. If I was sensible, I would have just shot her with a crossbow or something as soon as I could target her. But instead I was just like... I don't, I don't want to aggro her. That would be rude. <laughs> but the interesting thing about this game is NPCs can be killed, right? So it's hard. Yeah, yeah that's why I, you know, I wasn't sure if she was friendly or not. You don't want to piss like, her off as well. I think she probably isn't friendly. because I could target her. But I didn't know. You know, like the, It wouldn't surprise me if this game had an NPC that was friendly that you could target, right? And then you just feel bad. Like, imagine yep. if you killed Bok the Seamster, you'd feel so bad, right? Poor Bok. And thus I was killed by bats. But did you engage again or did you just left that encounter alone? No, no, no. I, I, I got past it. Like, you know, I was much more careful the second time around. I, I went and killed the bats I knew about. Then I went and killed all the bats that I knew were then hiding on the ceiling. And then I shot the singing bat woman and then actually you know what then she still grabbed me and one shot me and i had to do it a third time i had to do it a third time and be really careful oh yeah and there was you know what there was another amazing one when i finally got to this carrier manor which we'll talk about later but it was there, oh man there were these there are these little hands like they're super creepy it's like imagine a hand that had 10 fingers on it and it's like walking on the ground and there was one of these hands and it's like walking around this fountain and it 
you know, it hasn't seen me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run up and hit this hand. So I ran up to hit it and then boom, like slamming down on me from above is like a gigantic version of this hand. It was like, it's like, it's really horrible. Like it, again, imagine a hand with 10 fingers on. And the one I was running at was like, you know, two or three feet across. So it was like big, but it wasn't like, it was smaller than me. And then the one that just like crushed me from above was like 20 feet across, right? It was much bigger than me and it just slammed me and then grabbed me and crushed me to death. And then the, the entire area was just full of these hands. Oh, I'm not looking, I'm not looking forward to that. Or a nice thing, Blythe, Blythe the big old papa. He's not a big old papa. I guess he's a big old papa. He's just like a giant dog person. He's like a wolf man. That was a surprise. He's part of some quest line, but like I encountered him like a wooing on top of a building. And I thought it was a guy like dressed up in a wolf skin. And then when he dropped down in front of me later on, when I actually managed to figure out how to get his attention. No, it's just like a nine foot tall humanoid wolf and then he has a he just has a very pleasant conversation with you he's got like a really posh accent yes the accent that was british right yeah i think so she's posh she's british um things that i haven't learned from more untimely deaths this is like a dumb interface thing right have you used any stone sword keys no Okay, I think the first few times I've used a stone, you know, I've, I've learned now, but when you use a stone sword key, it pops up a message saying stone sword key was consumed with use. And it just puts up that message. There's no like button prompts on it. So I'm assuming that this message is going to disappear on its own. And while this message is on screen... I can't attack or anything. And the message does not disappear on its own. You have to manually, well, in my case, push like Y to dismiss it, like triangle. Yeah, yeah. All of those prompts need triangle to progress. Yeah, but this one doesn't say, you know, like dismiss, whatever. It just puts up this message. And like often what happens is you use the stone sword key. It pops up this message. You walk into the room that you now have access to because of the stone sword key. And it's full of enemies that then start like chopping at your face. And you are trying to attack them or parry or something. And you can't because you've got this message up and you have to remember to manually dismiss it. It's got me killed several times. You're not learning. Well... I have a special, like, interrupt in my brain now for dismiss the prompt when you use a stone sword key. And then, yeah, last memorable thing from me. Have you, have you been to the roundtable hold yet? Yes, I've been there. But, yeah, you see, I don't want to say this because I asked, this is what I wanted to ask you last time, but you hadn't done it. And I think you still haven't done it this time. No, because there's nothing memorable there yet. Yeah. So yeah, the, only thing, the only memorable thing was I found the balcony from which you jumped, and you completed some. The... Yeah. Have Have you done it? Of course, I'm not doing that. I didn't. <sighs> seem like I, that's a lesson I should be learning from. Okay. Okay. I bet you. I bet you're finally going to do it one day, and you're just going to one shot them because you're going to be like level 200 by that point or something. <laughs> 
I might be fine now because I'm sure you were crazy underleveled at that point. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen the thing that I really wanted to talk about. So let's roll that on for next time. Okay. Should we talk about our playthrough? Yes. Okay, so last time around I talked about playing in offline mode because I didn't want to piss off the PlayStation Rest mode. So, But for Stormfell Castle, I really needed to play online because I needed all the help I could get. I don't really enjoy getting... I need... <sighs> Firstly, the bloody jumps... Firstly, the jump scares. I don't know. I, th- I, I, I think I know. This is a thing. This is like a Dark Souls thing, putting enemies behind corners. Yes. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. This is why you want the note where it says, like, be wary of left. And then you you know to, like, put up your shield and and attack the guy who's hiding to your left. And then you go back and rate the message good. Yeah. And then also the other one is you want to know which dead ends are worth exploring so that you get some reward. So, I have some good notes where it's like, friend to the left. I went to the left and I've got I've got a like a a mimic fail just for doing that. Oh yeah. I did I did get that. And then I want to talk about some Oh the Banished Knights. Which is interesting because my experience from it has changed after talking to you, but because it's not what I expected. <laughs> so I talked okay. about I had some ultimate cheese where I could backstab this knight in this dark room multiple times because he would, I'd backstab him, run out, reset the room, go in and backstab him again and run out. But after I did it the first time around, when I tried to backstab him, I got locked in the room and I immediately thought, oh, they've patched it out. I can't backstab this banished knight to infinity. But then you told me something else. Yeah. I, I just I just thought that's what happens to you. Well, actually, I know I, this is one of those things I've actually looked up because I I was like, what is happening to me? You know, you know, when you first go into Stormvale Castle. Yeah. And there's that there's that guy, gatekeeper Gostock, and he tells you, hey, don't go through the front gate. It's really heavily guarded. Go through this side passage here. And. You can ignore him. You can just tell him, no, I want to go to the front gate. And if you say that, he will actually open the front gate for you. But he's also not lying, because as soon as you step through the front gate, you just get nailed by about 50 crossbow bolts and die. But, you know, so you go through the side gate. and if, But the thing is, if you go through the side gate, whenever you die, he actually steals some of your runes. Because this is, this is why I actually looked up in the first place. I was, I was dying, and I was going back and collecting, you know, my bloodstain. And I was like, I'm sure I had more runes than this. What's going on? And yeah, he's stealing them. 
and he's trying to get you killed so he can steal them. So when you walk in that room, he shuts the door behind you and locks it and laughs. That's so chilling. That is so chilling, but so powerful. Yeah. But I think he only does it once. Yeah, he does it the first time, yes. Yeah. So second time around, I managed to um, have the knight get stuck behind the door and I just hit him behind the- <laughs> I just, yeah. I hit him because he glitched through the door, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say I was better, but this is exactly what I did too. Like the first time I went in the room and I got locked in with the knight and I was like, whoa, this is what I've been training for. Time to get good. And I went to parry and I just got smacked in the face and died. And then the second time I was like, I'm scared. And then I just cheesed him from outside the room by stabbing him through like the crack in the door. But this is how I've been playing. Like every time I come across a banished knight, I will try to find some way of cheesing him. Try to get him caught in some geometry. The other one, the obvious one is have him hit him when he's climbing the ladder. And when he gets to the top, he's, I just get some free hits and I just run around again. I drop down, go up the ladder. I drop down, run around a bit, go up the ladder and then wait from at the top of the ladder. It's terrible, oh, okay. but it works. The other ones I've been killing properly, like most of the other, most of the other ones, they're like the only enemy, like they're like the first enemy you encounter after a sight of grace. So I've just been like going up to them and then trying to parry them. And if I fail, then I just respawn and try again. <laughs> this is when I was doing Stormvale Castle, obviously. I've, I've done it now, yeah. And the last one I want to talk about was it the Scion, is it Scion Guard? Yeah, yeah. There's there's one of those like grafted Scion things with all the arms and legs. Yeah. I, I cheesed this one too. <laughs> so I had him caught under the stairs. So I tried to hit him through the stairs, which worked-ish. We died together in the end. He was, he was down to very little health and I tried to get the whip out and I thought I'd just whip him because I assumed that had the longest range and was the fastest weapon I had. I don't think I've got a whip. So, okay. <laughs> But when you play this dangerous game though, I was, this boss is just so massive. When I was taking a breather above him, so I was in the level above, he managed to hit me because he was doing some jump attack because he glitched through the floor. I'm all, I, by the way, I'm very okay with these like physics glitches for some reason. It's like, it's ex- is acceptable though. But you were saying you died at the same time as the boss. Yeah. But this is one of the rare enemies that actually stays dead once it's dead. I, I guess because it's a mini boss. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, which I quite like. I think that's a neat feature. Or game design. You know what? I also cheesed this enemy and I also died at the same time as it. That's why it's actually kind of funny because I did it differently to you though. I, you know, there's like that balcony above it or that level above it. And I jumped onto the banister so I could see it. And then I was casting, you know, my magic spell at it because that's the only ranged attack I had at the time to whittle it down. And then I had used up all of my, you know, focus so I had to then melee it. So then I dropped down and tried to melee it. And even though it was on really low health, you know, we still basically traded because I was just bad. <laughs> but luckily it stayed dead. So 
So, so you basically, for your entire playthrough this episode, have just been doing Stormvale Castle. No, I explored some more in Limgrave. It really, at some point, at one point, I thought I'm just putting it off now, and then I went to the castle. I really feel like I've done a lot of the tutorial. I don't know if it's tutorial area, the first area. Okay, so you've just been all over Limgrave. Yeah. Okay. And you've been all the way through Stormvale Castle. You said you made it to to the Foggate. Hmm. But you haven't gone through it? No. You haven't even done a single attempt? No, but for some reason, I thought I needed to explore all of the castle. But I, yeah, I didn't think to go through the Foggate for whatever reason. What do you mean you didn't see it? Well, I didn't, no, I didn't think to go through the Foggate. I thought, oh, I need to see more of the castle first. Do you know what okay. I mean? I thought I needed to complete the castle, whatever that meant. Yeah, I mean, Stormvale Castle is big. So there's, there's lots of bits of it you don't need to go to at all as well. So I think what we're learning very quickly is that you will crit, you know, find the critical path and just go for it. <laughs> Whereas I'm just exploring things, like trying to understand what's going on, try to get a complete picture of the map before I go and progress. I, I think it depends. But in, in Stormvale Castle, I explored a lot of it before I finished it too. But I okay. didn't... I didn't finish all of those branches. Like we we talked about this a bit before. There's a bit of Stormvale. I think I think this is the front gate actually, but you can approach the front gate from like the opposite direction, and then all of the crossbow people, all the ballista people, are looking the wrong way, so they don't destroy you, you know. And then you can kill them instead. And then you get to this archway, and. You know, I actually, I almost talked about this last episode, but there's like, you know, there was like this shape, dark shape in the corner and then it stood up and it was like a massive lion with a sword attached to its arm and it just chopped me in half, you know. And I, I think you found that too, right? No, I'm, I'm looking for the lion. Oh, okay. I thought you'd found it for some reason. No, I'm looking for the lion. Why are you looking for it? Out of a sense of completionism. Yeah. I don't know, because I assume that all the bosses have good loot. Or field bosses, mini bosses, whatever you call them. I just assume they all have good loot. I don't actually even remember what I got from this line. Isn't that the point of the game? That's how I see the game. Because something I didn't mention at the beginning is I'm actually still a bit disappointed that I'm still using my starting, my starter armor. I mean, that's what you must have found loads of other armor by this point. Actually, maybe not. But not as good as what I've got. I I don't know. I think it's more important to wear armor for fashion than for stats in the Souls games. So. I need all the advantages I can get right now. I guess. <laughs> but then I'm really not finding it as hard as I thought. Well, I guess I've got the the guidance of you've got to be at this level, upgrade your weapon this much kind of uh, benchmark. So I know what I'm meant to be at. I, I don't think the Souls games are that hard. I think they've just got this reputation, you know, but I don't think they're that hard, honestly. Okay. And, and I think this one is a bit more forgiving too. All right. Well... My playthrough this time went like this. 
you know, where, where did we leave it last time? I had found the key to get into Rhea Lucaria. So I went into Rhea Lucaria and I struggled mightily even making it to the first bonfire, basically. Like, because the enemies, the enemies there, they're just like constantly are firing these little glintstone pebbles at you. And yeah, I mean, I, I got to the first bonfire and I was like, wow, this is tough. I'm I'm just going to go and explore and do some of the other things that I, you know, left hanging. So that's actually when I went back to Stormvale and I decided to try and fight that lion thing again. Because, uh, you know, after I'd actually gone and filled in the map, I realized that there is a tower at the end of a bridge and the entrance to the bridge is guarded by that lion thing. And that tower is what you need to go to to activate Godric's great rune which is the thing I'd got for, you know, killing Godric, the Grafted. So I went and activated the Great Rune, and then I decided to try and progress Rogier's quest more. So for his quest, I was trying to find Princess Rani, who was in Caria Manor, and I had been told that Caria Manor was to the north of Rhea Lucaria. So I went to the north and I found this grand lift, which would, well, I assumed that the manor must be at the top of the cliff, but I couldn't find a way to activate the lift. But there was a hint that there was an alternate way round, like a secret way that leads to the same place as the lift. So then I went exploring through this ravine and I climbed up this like scaffolding and whatever and that's when i had all the fights with the scary singing bat lady etc and at the top i had to fight this magma worm and it just seemed too hard because i summoned the wolves and it basically just like one shot all the wolves and that was a sign to me that (laughs) this is not gonna work so then i was trying to think what else can i do And I was looking in my inventory and I realized that I had a medallion and the medallion said, when the medallion is whole, it will activate the grand lift of whatever. And I was like, oh, so this is how I activate the lift. Or so I thought. And I had been told that to find out where the other half of the medallion was, I needed to talk to this Albinoric woman and that she was hiding in a cave to the west of the Laskia ruins, which jut from the Lake of Leonia. And I took that to mean that there would be some ruins on like an outcropping that like jutted out into the lake, if you, you, you know, like a spur of land or something. That's, that's how I interpreted that statement. Make, makes sense. So I was looking for some ruins that were on like a bit of land that like stuck out into the lake. And I was wandering all the way around the lake. And yeah, and like in the course of all this exploration, I found like a crystal mine or something, and I did that, and I fought some boss, and it gave me a bell bearing that lets me just buy the smithing stones now, smithing stones one and two, so I've got like unlimited of them now, so that was a nice bonus. And then I also found oh, a way to teleport back to the starting area, you know, like the area when you very first start the game and you get killed by a grafted scion, so. I found my way back there and was able to then kill that starter boss and got a reward for it. So that was nice too. For a great reward? 
Uh, is a shield and a, a shield and a sword, a cool shield and a sword, but yeah. Okay. And then you know my continuing explorations. I I met that Blythe, the wolf guy. I found that lift down to the Sofria River. That's the whole underground section, and I cleared that out. And then I actually found Caria Manor. So then I then discovered that Caria Manor is not up that lift. It's just on, you know, if you just are walking on the west side of the lake, or like on the shore of the lake, and you just keep going north on that west shore, boom, there's the manor. So <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't need to find all this lift business, you know. So then I went into the manor, and the manor was just this hellhole of enemies. You know, that's with all the giant hands, and then like horrible wolves, and then like giant troll gods and spectral knights. Anyway, so I managed to get all the way through the manor, which was tough. And actually in the manor, I found a really cool sword. So my, well, actually, let's talk about that later. But I found this, the sword of night and flame. So it sounds amazing. And then on the other side of the manor, yes, I found Luna Princess Rani and Roger's quest has morphed now into Rani's quest, so now I'm pursuing that. And then I figured, wow, after all this time and experience, maybe I should give Rhea Lucaria another try. So I went back to Rhea Lucaria, and yeah, actually the other thing I did, I switched to using those bleed claws. So I think I mentioned last time I found some claws that seemed really fun. So I just leveled those up to level 8 the same as the rapier because obviously a magic rapier is not very good against magic enemies in this rare lucaria so after i switched to these claws i was actually doing much better damage and thus was able to then just like power through the academy got to the boss at about level 45 beat the boss rinala which was a cool fight so it's a two-phase fight. In the second phase, she is summoning spirit ashes to fight you. It's actually really cool. It's like, wow. <laughs> you, you know, like you're feeling like the spirit ashes are kind of unfair, maybe. And then especially when you're on the receiving end of them, you know, I was like, ding, and I summoned the wolves. And then she's like, come, oh, sworn dragon. And then she summons a dragon. I'm like, hey, what? And it's like dragon slams down and just like eats the wolves. And I was like, wow, this is total hacks. <laughs> but then I beat her. And then I realized I'd already been to the Laskia ruins. I was like looking at the map and I realized I had a, I had a site of grace called Laskia ruins. And I was like, oh, when they say jut from the lake, they just mean the ruins are in the lake sticking up out of it. Oh, okay. So then I was able to find the Albanoric woman. And then she told me where to find the other half of the medallion was. And then I realized that's the wrong medallion. Because... The medallion I had was for the grand lift of Rold, and the lift I was trying to get up was called the grand lift of Dectus. And it turned out I didn't need that lift anyway, because Caria Manor wasn't even up the lift. But then I was then told this is like this is the bit I wanted to talk about in the roundtable hold, which we'll talk about next time. I was told anyway, yes, you can finish the game now. Go to the capital. But the capital is, you know, at the top of that lift, basically. So then I went back and tried to beat that magma lizard. 
and was able to beat it now that I'm a bit stronger. And yes, the magma lizard actually takes you to the same place as the top of the lift. So there you go. That's, that's where I've got to. Close to the end. Well, I, you know what? I don't know. I mean, this comes back to how big is the game? Because there's definitely more than two, you know, like, inheritors of shards of the ring. But I think two is the minimum you need to be allowed to go to the end game officially. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe if you're speedrunning it, you just do Godfrey and Renala and then take the lift. I don't know. But, you know, it would be fun to see more because I feel like, I feel like I've hardly explored the world. You know, I've still basically just done Limgrave and Leonia, and there's clearly a lot more to the world. I also don't know whether it's like this is the end game and it's like going into Hyrule Castle and then it's going to be Ganon in the end. Or if it's like, yay, now it's the end game, like Dark Souls, and I've got the Lord Vessel and that's like half the game now to go, you know, <laughs> like I actually don't know. But that's where I am. It does sound quite epic, though. Getting up to this point. I like the idea of a grand lift. It's, it is really epic. I really feel like... Well, sh- should we summarise and talk about what we're going to do next time? Yep, let's summarise. Let's summarise. I mean, well, I guess to continue the thought I had from before, I feel like the game is kind of just starting now. That's the thing. It's really weird. Like, although I've played a lot of the game, only now do I really feel like I'm really, like, comfortable with the game. Like, and I've played a lot of Souls games before. But, you know, like, now is the point in the game where... I don't feel permanently confused about what's going on. And this like, is at the, you know, this is at forty-five hours. Yeah. Okay. Basically, for for yeah, for forty-eight technically, but yeah, I guess it's happened around the forty-something hour mark. Like I, you know, I felt like okay, I understand what the upgrade materials are. I understand crafting materials. I understand what I need to make. I understand how my weapon works. The move set. I'm comfortable. You know two-handing it using the ashes of war like you know all that stuff now is like coming naturally to me and i feel like comfortable playing the game and i can just like enjoy the game and it's now is kind of like when the game is kind of just opening up to me because i've really only just been to those two areas which are really kind of right at the start and i you know i was also kind of thinking is this okay is it okay for a game to like get good at well become fun at 20 hours and then you feel like you know what's going on at 40 
this is a huge time investment. But does it feel? It doesn't feel. It feels like you're getting, you're becoming more familiar with the games. You there's that you're you're gaining mastery. Yeah, like I, I feel like I could take. I feel like I could take on anything now. I like think- I, I feel like I am capable of getting good in any situation. You're asking it the wrong way, though. Is it's whether is it okay for a game? For is it okay for you to gain mastery in a game in forty hours? Is different to. I, I definitely don't okay? have mastery. Sorry, I, I should rephrase that. Like you, if you see people who are really good at the game, you know they're on a whole other level. But like, I feel now that I'm capable of achieving that level after like two hundred hours. You know, but like I can see it now. Whereas before, I was a bit confused. And this okay, is from a veteran of the Soul series. So it takes 40 hours for you, for, for you to become competent at the game. Or confident at the game. Confident. Like, feel I, like I know what's going on. But that's a diff- I feel that's a different question to it takes 40 hours for the game to be great or good or it to get good. The game was always good. It's just your relationship to it has changed or evolved. Yeah, like right. it's fun in a different way now, but the way it's fun is better than the way it was fun before. You know, that's what I mean. Like before it was fun in an academic way, right? Like I could see this is a really huge game and it's got really deep mechanics and, you know, it's going to be really fun once I get good. And now it's like, now it's actually fun. But is that okay? Like I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it's rated so highly. Like I really feel like a lot of people would have already bounced off it by now. I wonder what the completion stats are. I mean, we can tell from the achievement stats, I guess. But but that's the other thing. Looking at the you know the Steam achievement stats, all of the bosses I'm killing have like over sixty percent of people have achieved this, which is really high. That is very high. So maybe everyone just really loves this game. I don't know. I just thought it would be an interesting question for you to answer and give me your take on because you have less time than me, and you've also played what twenty-ish hours, so you're earlier in that curve. Are you actually having fun? Or are you just kind of like academically having fun? I'm academically having fun. I can see what the mechanics are, how they're serving the game. But I'm not competent enough to enjoy the game sometimes. Because when you're not good at the game, it really doesn't respect your time. Yeah, that's the thing that was interesting. Because when I went back to that magma worm the second time, I, I actually tried a bunch of stuff that didn't work. And then I just thought about it for a bit and I was like, wait a minute, I can just do this. And then, yeah, you know, I did feel really good beating it. I I tried originally doing like funny stuff and changing my weapon and summoning different ashes and stuff. And in the end, I was like, no, wait, I can just two hand the rapier because I'm never blocking anyway. And I can just I can just try and stagger it, you know, and it worked. And I was like, yeah, I get this game now. So a great example is we talk about maps a lot like how great the Metroid map is, Metroid Prime map. This game does not have a map. Wait, so, it's got an amazing map. No, no, I'm saying like for Stormvale, Stormvale Castle doesn't have a map. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have like a dungeon level map. Yeah. No, and that's really... I'd like a map. It'll make my life a lot easier. Because sometimes I'm... The, the fact that, the, the, you know... The enemies don't stay dead. So you jump to a, you know, you, you you rest up and you have to figure out, you know where you need to go, but you don't really know the best route to get there. Because it's not simply the, you know, the shortest route. It's the route that has the fewest enemies. Hmm. 
Yeah. You, you never, you know, you want to play optimally. That's how we play games. You and I, at least. <laughs> yeah. But you can't. Stormvale Castle is really complicated as well. Like, it's, it's just really overlapping and three-dimensional. And it's also not just like academically overlapping and three-dimensional like you are given many opportunities to jump down from a higher level and you know you're you're just supposed to figure out oh this area is above this so i should just jump off this you know rampart and i'm going to land on this lower roof and then from there i can drop down into this room you know i think you're supposed to just figure that out after complaining about the lack of a map, it's very rewarding to find how interconnected the castle is and realizing that, oh, this lift is a shortcut to a peer, uh, to an area I came across before. Mm. And as you spend more time in the game, you instinctively think, oh, there's, there's got to be a sight of grace coming up because I've taken on enough enemies and I've, I'm really struggling with potions. And when sight of grace doesn't come up, it's a disappointment. But then you, you discover a lift and it's... You really appreciate it. And I think I was going to ask you, how does it compare to Dark Souls 3 and 2? Or even Dark Souls 1? Uh, I think Star- and I think Stormvale Castle is like a microcosm of like Dark Souls 1 in particular. Because like Dark Souls, some of the dungeons, the dungeons are generally actually not as complicated as Stormvale Castle is. But like the overall world of Dark Souls 1 is really complicated and interconnected and geographically accurate at least from my recollection and stormvale castle has that level of complexity and like surprising interconnection and like i am still slightly confused where all the bits of stormvale castle are or how i'm supposed to get there like i part of the reason it took me so long to get through stormvale castle is because i couldn't find godric because i just I found all these other things, you know, like I found the giant lion, I found that ulcerated tree spirit, whatever. But I just, I think it's because there was like a troll and I was kept trying to avoid this troll. And as a result, I just never happened to take that turning and didn't find that site of grace. And as soon as I actually took that turn and found that site of grace, that like opened up a whole other area of the castle. And from there I found, you know, the way to the boss. And then later on when I wanted to go back and find the lion again it took me ages to figure out how to get back there because it's just it's really confusing it's a it's a really complicated area i'm not surprised you want a map but i can't see how they would do a map why not well i you know in game not without it looking like completely ridiculous it would be like a 3d you know like you know initiate scan oh know? yeah i know what you mean it'll be very sci-fi yeah I, I do want... There's a really cool website that has all of the Dark Souls geometry as a 3D map. Like, you can just fly through it. I wonder if they've uploaded the Elden Ring maps to it now as well. And you can just... You could explore it that way. I feel at this point, I, I understand... You know, we've talked about 20, this 20-hour 20 thing, 40 hours. I think at this point, I really understand what it means to sort of complete a run sort of between two sides of grace you know whether you have to just run past the enemies cheese the enemies sneak the enemies i think i really appreciate that now whereas before i always thought you had to kill everything and it was like yeah, a gauntlet that you just had to take on everything kill everything and collect everything 
now I'm happy to leave stuff behind. Yeah. That's, I mean, th- there's different ways to play the game, right? Like, you can play the game where you kill everything really methodically, and then you're just very slowly accumulating souls, or runes, sorry, I keep saying souls, and then and then you'll eventually get enough for a level up, and then you get that level up, and then maybe you'll do slightly better the next time you keep grinding your way to the boss. Or there's, I can't be bothered to do this, I'm just going to sprint past everything, and make a beeline for the gate, you know, and then walk through the mist and then have another try. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah, or I think they both have a time and a place. Doing it the methodical way is not fun for me. Yeah, and I think there's definitely, there's bits of the game that are set up to be more forgiving to one strategy or the other as well. Like, there was definitely a bit in Rhea Lucaria that was, like, actually taking the piss, in my opinion. (laughs) just before a boss and so many enemies and yeah like i think sprinting past was definitely the play because yeah like you know when you don't know what the area is ahead of you you kind of have to be methodical and methodically killing all of these enemies that are just sniping at you with magic is that was annoying let me tell you that's interesting i thought there would be always be a site of grace near the boss so it depends on your definition of near but okay not gated by a ton of enemies yeah i between the site of grace and the boss fog gate i would say there were about 20 enemies that's not fair it was yeah (laughs) but then once you knew where the enemies were you could just sprint past them but obviously you can't do that when you don't know where everything is and you don't know where you know what turning to take because you just accidentally will run into a dead end and then suddenly there's 20 enemies all shooting you with magic. I think another thing that I realised now I finally got to higher levels is what well, maybe my memory of Dark Souls is wrong or maybe this game is different to Dark Souls, but you know, I think I said last time like everything can kill you, but actually not everything can realistically kill you in this game, at least once you get to a higher level, because like... When I was going back to Stormvale Castle, things were definitely much less of a threat to me than they were the first time. Or when I was just wandering around Limgrave, like the, you know, the regular enemies wandering around on the streets or on the roads, you know, like they were a threat to me when I first went through Limgrave. But now when they hit me, they're doing a totally trivial amount of damage. And I think it's just because as you level up, your like base defense goes up. So I think I'm not, I can't remember if Dark Souls is like this as well. I I seem to remember in Dark Souls, even like really basic enemies, like killing me quite late in the game when I wasn't paying attention. But I guess they'll they'll scale by level. But if you go to an earlier area, which you're not going to do, but if you go back to an enemy in an early area, I'm sure they wouldn't, they wouldn't do any damage. I don't know. I mean, I have some recollection of being you know, able to go to the end game in Dark Souls and then going to the undead burg to like get some item that I'd missed and not paying attention and a regular enemy just like comboing me to death, you know? And like, I don't think that could happen in this game because it would combo me, but it would be doing like one damage. And then I, I, you know, I had another cool moment of feeling like a badass because, you know, I summoned that glint blade phalanx and just like one sword just hit, you know, a single enemy 
So like instead of like all four swords hitting one enemy, which is usually what happens, the four swords went pew pew pew, pew and like shot four different enemies and they all died. And I was just like, wow, I'm amazing now, <laughs> you know. So stuff like that happens and that was quite cool. Although, I mean, having said that again, it is very easy to die when you're playing stuff that's at your level or higher though. Like I, I got one shot a lot when I was trying to do Ray Lucaria, for example. I would just get stun locked by all being peppered by magic. Is it funny watching you die? <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, if there was a, if you streamed this game, would it be funny to watch? Uh, some of them, it would be funny. <laughs> yes. Some of them it would be funny. Like, you know, like when I got crushed by the giant hand or eaten by the bat and I was actually like screaming because it was just so <laughs> unexpected. Or again, the most tragic one in Rayo Lucaria where I had obviously... You know, like I was saying, you know, you're grinding your way through and you're you're building up your runes each time and you make it a little bit further. And I I basically got all the way back to a site of grace and like kicked down a ladder. So now I had a shortcut to get there, right? And I was I think fifty souls away from having a level up. And I thought, okay, there's one more enemy here. And this enemy looks like they're kind of sus. Like, this is clearly a trap of some sort. But there's only one more enemy left in this area, and the Sight of Grace, I have a shortcut to it now. So I'm going to try and kill this enemy, and then I'll get the level up. And the enemy was, like, standing at the end of a long corridor. So my plan was, I'm going to summon the Phalanxes, and I'm going to just sprint at the enemy... And the phalanxes will shoot out and stun it. And if it tries to attack me, I'm going to dodge roll. So this was my plan. So I summon the phalanxes and I run at the enemy. And it just, it's got a crossbow, like a machine gun. And it just goes, <laughs> doo -doo 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 -doo, and it like literally instantly takes off all my health and I die. But, you know, I'm like, okay, it's fine. The sight of grace is right there and I've opened up a shortcut. So then I respawn at that site of grace and i walk out and an enemy drops from the ceiling and just combos me to death instantly it's like well there goes like twelve thousand souls great you know yeah sad but, funny. but you know that's that's just what it's like to play this game you know you just gotta accept it and then once I had zero souls, it was really freeing. I was like, I can do anything now. I've got nothing to lose. Um, 12,000 runes feels like a lot. I mean, it is quite a lot, to be honest. M most of my level ups now come from just killing bosses. And then the boss will give me like 40 something thousand souls. And then I can, oh, runes, sorry. And then I can level up a few times. Actually... Are you using magic much? Because you mentioned you had a staff. I have a staff and one spell. My intelligence is 10. So I'm only using that one spell for, to, you know, to kite things. Okay. Why not use a bow or a crossbow out of I interest? Don't know. I don't have a bow okay. or crossbow. I didn't. I've not actually picked one up. That's why. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Whereas I picked up a staff, so I'm using it. Yeah. Okay. That, that does make sense. I was just thinking that up until very, I mean, this is probably my own fault because of the way I played the game, but like until I went to Rare Lucaria, the Magic Academy, I felt like I was hardly ever finding any magic. So I was trying to do, you know, like a magic and sword 
stabbing build and I just couldn't find any spells. But I kept finding incantations, you know, the other kind of magic that uses faith. And obviously I had no faith. So I was like, I keep finding all these cool incantations and I can't use them. But yeah, in Caria Manor, I found this sword, the Sword of Night and Flame. And I did look it up and I heard it's been nerfed. But originally it was like the best weapon in the game and it could one shot bosses. And so I want to use this sword because it sounds really cool. It can it can basically shoot out a beam of magic or it can summon like a cloud of flame. And it requires 12 strength, 12 dex. Both of those are easy. 24 int, which is quite a lot of int, but I have now got 24 int. And 24 faith, which I had like six faith. So the problem now is I have been putting all of my level ups into faith, which does nothing for me. Like it literally, I have no equipment or spells or anything that benefit from faith, but I'm doing it so I can use this sword. How far off are you? I'm still quite far off. I think I have 10 faith now. I I basically have to do another 14 levels of just faith to be able to use this sword. I bet I'm going to finally be able to use the sword. And it's like, this is trash. (laughs) But on the plus side, I actually can respec now. I finally, you know, well, it turns out Renala, the boss of Ray Lucaria, is the person who lets you respec. So you can respec to 24 int. So I could respec now and take out points from other things to get it or i can just keep grinding and then decide if i don't like it and then respec away from faith so we'll see but that is my next current goal is to be able to use that sword i bet what's going to happen it's going to be like that karian knight sword where it's going to sound really cool i'm going to try and use it and it's going to be like this just does not work for me and i'm going to go back to the rapier i'm looking forward to getting that rapier yeah, that 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 rape the the glint blade phalanx ash of war is really so good, and I, I realize as well the ash of war version in particular is really good because I have it as a spell now as well, and the spell version is just poop. You know, like I I basically I was like I went through a phase of trying to use a different weapon and using the spell version, but then when I actually compared the damage, I realized using it on the sword is doing like 200 something damage and staggering things and using it as a spell is doing like 70 damage and not staggering them so yeah the ash of war version is just so much better anything else torrent do you use torrent much i do how how do you use torrent i use it to run around the map to (laughs) i just use it to run around the map to explore without having to worry about taking things on so i just run through or run around enemies to get a better feel for the landscape and also for fighting dragons or the dragon so i usually try i i tend to use if i can i'll tend to use torrent in a boss fight yeah because i think i'm just not using torrent enough i like i hardly ever use torrent i i just walk everywhere I think I just like walking. <laughs> but do you, what do you, what do you do when you encounter enemies? Do you do you fight kill them? them? <laughs> but yeah, you that, so that you kill them. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I just um, run past them. Yeah. I I think like if I'm trying to explore an area, like if I've got a place to go, 
then maybe I'll use Torrent. Like I have used Torrent a few times, I think, when I've had a specific destination in mind that I didn't have a site of grace for. But usually I I explore on foot. So there'll be some, I don't know what it is, but there'll be some enemies who, it feels like they're, it's a trebuchet, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this thing, that's what it feels like. So I feel like, oh, shit, it's on one of those. And I feel like I made the right decision just to run through with Torrent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that Those situations, I'm definitely using Torrent as well. I'm not trying to, like, outrun a trebuchet. <laughs> and taking when taking on bosses, Torrent is a separate health bar. So he's taking some of the hits for me. Oh, interesting. I, I I wasn't even thinking about the separate health bar thing with with the bosses, but I I definitely think the AI changes because I tried again to fight that dragon in the lake that you had already killed. You know, as part of my just exploring more of Limgrave and etc. And I was finding it quite hard still. And then I tried fighting the dragon on Torrent and it was trivial and I just did it the first try. Like, even though I basically had exactly the same strategy, the dragon just behaved differently. You know, like when I was on foot, it was stomping me. And when I was on torrent and standing behind it and stabbing it in the back of the leg, it just didn't stomp me, you know, and I was just able to just keep chopping its legs off. But that makes sense, right? You can't stomp someone who's on a horse. If you're a dragon, you can. (laughs) But the dragon's not that big at that point when you're you're on a horse. I don't know. Anyway, now, now I know. Now I know that's a thing. So, Something I've noticed, you know, the more enemies I've taken on, is the AI is intentionally bad. Is the AI good? Maybe I should be saying that instead. Yeah, I mean, the AI is... The AI is intentionally something, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, how I diplomatic. Think, yeah, like, no, it's, it's written such that it's interesting to fight against. And it it telegraphs its moves and sometimes the ai does dumb stuff to give you an opening i th- at least that's how i feel about it because you, 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 need- you know you you particularly feel this when you fight something that just doesn't give you an opening and then it just feels really cheesy and unfair yeah because it feels like it's okay for the ai to be dumb and you expect the ai to be dumb it's, lo- it's like a requirement of the game i think when you look at an enemy you have some instinctive feel for how dumb it's meant to be because you get you know there are one there are enemies that are kind of like mannequins or something and they are they are dumb in a very particular way like sometimes they're really dumb and wide open and other times they're just like flailing about and give you no opening and they can one shot you or they can just combo you to death more accurately i guess it's not one hit but they just hit you 20 times like with no opportunity to you know to interrupt or alternatively when you're fighting like one of those knights you know, they're not dumb like the mannequin is. They'll they'll give you an opening, but it won't be in the same way because they've overextended themselves or something, and it feels quite natural. Yep. I don't know. Should we wrap up? Should we talk about what, what we're going to do next time? Yes, please. Okay. I mean, for next time, I guess I'm going to try and finish the game. Wow. But I, I don't know. I don't know if this is, is going to be a three-parter or is it going to be a four-parter. Four-part seems like indulgently excessive. But on the other hand, it's a really big game. And I feel like I've only seen a tiny part of it. So we'll see. But in theory, I can go to the end game. So maybe I'll, 
I'll head that direction. But I definitely want to explore to the east and to the south as well, just to see, you know, how far the map goes. What about you? I'm just going to keep going. Okay. I don't feel like I, I have no idea what's beyond the castle. This is only the, just a, this is just the beginning for me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If you haven't been past the castle, wow. It's interesting as well, because neither of us have hit this, but I think that there are, very early in the game, several ways to get teleported to late game areas. Just like neither of us have done this, but like I heard there's a way to get teleported to, you know, that Altus Plateau, which is where I was trying to, you know, that's what's at the top of the lift. And there's a way to get teleported there, like involuntarily. Right. Oh, involuntarily. Okay. Yeah. Not a side quest kind of way. No. There's a, you get killed by a particular enemy and then you wake up in prison in that endgame area and have to find your way out, you know. Okay. Or a similar thing I think can happen in Limgrave and you get teleported to somewhere way to the east, I think. I, I, you know, I don't actually know the details of these. So just just an interesting thought. Like, neither of us have encountered these, but that would have been quite funny. <laughs> or not. Or not, yeah. Because you've, you've explored even less of the world than me that now then. Because to begin with, you'd explored a lot more than me because all I've done is gone to the castle. But now I've, now I've branched out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, the, the world seems really huge. I would like to see more of it. And, and I hope you get to see more of it too. I hope so too. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit slash r slash lost levels club so michael what are you grateful for today i am grateful that my mother is cancer free it's, it's all gone surprisingly well and it, continuing the tradition from last time i'm flying off to another country tomorrow <laughs> so since my mother's recovered so well uh, i'm actually flying off with her to boston to see my sister so Michael says bye. Bye bye.